All right, so we are back with a ton of amazing stuff this week. Really excited. Before I start this podcast, I did when I just give you some updates. So today we're going to do um, a podcast where we're just going to finish what we promised, which is some solutions um, about how you can kind of keep your children off devices or if they're addicted, help them get unaddicted. But wait a minute, if you don't have kids and, and that's not your thing, I still have a lot of really great stuff for you. So coming up this week, I just wanted to let you know what you can be looking forward to. Um, I know, you know, the, the new school year is starting, you know, whether or not you're a college student or you are like a mom and you have to deal with the kids at home, or maybe you, you don't have school at all to deal with and you just feel like your life is unorganized. Um, we have a hack that I'm going to explain for you um, that I'm going to give away and it's a free downloadable that I'm going to give to everyone. And it's basically to help people who just feel like they just can't get themselves organized. We have a particular way that we approach that and we help women and support them. So we're going to share that with you in a podcast coming up. Another two podcasts we're super excited about is minimalism, minimalism in Islam. So like sometimes we're not into minimalism necessarily, but we feel like we have a lot of stuff. We have like just stuff jammed in our drawers and our closets everywhere. We know we don't need all of it, but we just know like, you know, we haven't had the time to go through it. So we have a really awesome 30-day plan on how to get through your stuff in a really easy, breezy way. Matter of fact, I'm in the middle of doing it now, so excited for that podcast coming up. We also have a podcast where maybe in collaboration, maybe we'll do it over one or two podcasts about like what does Islam say about things like minimalism? Because at the end of the day, we are supposed to only have what we need, but how can we do that in a realistic way that is, you know, going to work with us as a modern-day Muslimah? And lastly, as you guys know, we had um, a really awesome workshop on um, how to use the Montessori method. And like, if you feel like your kids are going to be home stuck in the house, you want more hands-on stuff with COVID and things like that, definitely, definitely, that'll be a great um, sneak peek into our Thrive Muslim workshop. We'll be putting that up next week. So between this week and next week, we have a lot of great stuff coming at you. Stay tuned. In this podcast, we're going to give you the solutions for how to handle if you want to keep the kids off the devices or if your child is addicted and you want to try to get them off a bit more. If that sounds good to you, keep listening and don't forget to tune back for all the other amazing upcoming podcasts. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are dedicated to helping the modern Muslim women get her act together from A to Z with everything she wants to do, help herself thrive, get motivated, stop the procrastination, get yourself to the next level, help you to feel happier, happy about your life and the way things are going, even if things are tough. And so many of you DM me every day telling me all about your personal issues and problems. And I love that. And I always love to get back to you with any advice and feedback that I feel I can help with, you know, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. And I love that we're connecting as a community of women. Um, before I start, I just want to um, give a, a shout out to a lot of the women on the Thrive community that we have. They're really, really being super supportive to other women and just taking the time to just literally cheer them on. And I love that. And in this podcast, I give you so much information. And at the end of the podcast, I almost used to wish there was a place where we could talk about the stuff afterwards. And now there is inside of Thrive Muslima. If you're interested, um, you can DM me at Mindful Muslim on IG. I'll tell you more about that. Or you can look in the links below in the notes. But for now, today, we're helping moms 
you know, kind of address the issue of when your child has been on devices too long. And COVID-19 has kind of exacerbated the problem of devices for so many parents. And um, just before I get into the six tips I have on that and how we can help, um, you know, kind of get them out of the devices and more back into real life and in more productive ways. But I just wanted to say that this is the place for you to get all types of information on love, life hacks, um, organization, parenting, um, emotional stuff. Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to have a ton of stuff coming up on how to help support you. If you're struggling to control your emotions, it could be anxiety. A lot of people are experiencing that and I feel you guys. It could be anxiety. It could be anger. It could be just, you know, frustration. I know I personally just last week experienced a lot of frustration with the whole COVID situation because, you know, the whole thing with the mask and the children, I was traveling a bit and my children were really struggling, My particularly my youngest daughter, who is four. She was struggling to keep her mask on. I can't breathe, mommy. This is too hard. It keeps falling off. And as a parent, you know, you just feel like, when is this going to end? And so I totally get that many of us are feeling different things at this time. And I think it's a time more than ever to acknowledge the those emotions and really just say, how am I going to address them and stop stuffing them down inside of me and pretending like they don't exist or like they're not really bothering me as much as they are. And that's what we're dedicated here to supporting women through all of those things. So if you need me at any time, guys, as usual, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram. Don't suffer with these things alone. Um, I'm there at mindful muslima, M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H. Definitely easy way to catch me fast. All right, so today we're going to talk about some tips. And these are things that I help moms with. Um, I'm reading off of an ebook that we created inside of Thrive Muslima. If you're interested in that, like I said, I'll put the link below on how to get access to Thrive Muslima. We also have a chart for families that we help them with on how to, um, and a downloadable chart on how to kind of get your kids into a routine with the devices in the house. Um, we have some house rules that we teach moms to set up. And I think it's really important that we think about having those rules because if we don't create boundaries, especially now that we're home more than ever, um, your house cannot become a place of peace and like a sanctuary. It could become a place of a lot of anxiety, stress, and just chaos. So I think that we underestimate the importance of setting boundaries and organizational, um, you know, ways to do things in the house and this is something I think will help. All right, so let's get straight into number one. So the first thing, and this is something I definitely do in my house, is we set times for using screens, right? We have to restrict the amount of time children spend, period. I mean, they'll just get addicted otherwise and just spend hours and hours on end. Think about us as adults. Some of us as adults are struggling, right, to control ourselves. And then people have to look for apps. How much time did you spend today? Lock your screen out. I was just talking to somebody the other day that said they just deleted all the apps, but now they have to, I think their spouse, they asked their spouse for help. Their spouse deleted the apps or put a passcode and they spend the day trying to crack the code to get into the apps. <laughs> Like, what's the purpose? But you know, like this is the struggle, right? It's real. So let's acknowledge it. All right. So um, if you aren't setting time limits for your parents, uh, excuse me, for your device, kids devices, I want you to know, really, really consider it. You are in control. But if you don't set these limits, it can feel like you're not in control. Limit the time of kids watching TV, being on iPads or phones. Children, honestly, two to five shouldn't have more than an hour of selective shows a day. And for kids who are older than that, maybe they can have two hours. Some people will suggest um, under, you know, under four or five, something like that. They really shouldn't be on these devices at all. But I know how 
unrealistic that is for so many moms. So I will say, honestly, they shouldn't be for more than an hour a day. You could break it up 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And what can they be doing instead though? My goodness, you're going to ask. I'll get to that in a second. We're rolling into that. No worries. Okay. So number two, I know this sounds old school, but number two, my suggestion is let them play outside the as much as you can and that can mean different things for different people so I know your house apartment whatever setup you have in in a minute I'll address that but what I want to say is we underestimate the importance of children connecting with nature and outside I don't mean you have to go on a hike on a nature walk up a mountain guys it's not what I'm saying it could be something as simple as going outside on your stoop and just helping your kids to realize things I used to like do things where I pointed out um this is actually a really great skill for reading and I'm kind of dorkish in that way you know, because as, as a teacher, I always want to take every opportunity for learning. So let me tell you some ways that you can use outside play to teach your kids to learn indirectly, but also to get them to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to want to pull away from devices a bit more. All right, so let's get back to how we can connect with the kids with the outdoors. So first of all, let me say that the, the colder weather, if you're in the U.S. and Canada and stuff like that, is going to come really soon. Let's take advantage of whatever months we have left between the end of the summer. I know it's basically over, but just the beginning of the fall where it's still a bit warm. We're going to wish we took advantage because once COVID goes on and we're inside and it's colder and we're all kind of trapped indoors, it's going to feel sometimes a bit, you know, jarring or claustrophobic. We want to make sure that we do take advantage of this these warmer um, times if you live in a place where it's not so warm where it's rainy but listen guys my point is get out and about that fresh air um so much science is around like there's the some a term called grounding like taking your foot your bare feet and just putting it on the grass they said that's something just like super good for their body or breathing fresh air being outside sun in the face wind in the hair for little kids it just does something to them and it helps them to connect devices are something that's actually they're really, really, and I, if you didn't hear the past podcast, guys, please scroll back. I know I had a bonus podcast before this one, but if you scroll back to um, Is My Child Addicted to Devices and things like that, there are so many, um, and I'm not going to get into them now, things that happen to children if they are addicted. And so um, it really just steals from their childhood and their humanity in so many ways. So at first, your child, let me just tell you what I do. So the kids outside. So my, my when I take my children and... Um, I don't put them on devices. And then they're like, what am I going to do? There's nothing to do outside. Oh my gosh. So I happen to have a backyard. I haven't always had a backyard. I've lived in apartments. I've lived in houses. So I mean, this this is, even if you take your kid out to the park once a week, twice a week, just do something as much as you can. And if you can't let them go outside, we'll give you more suggestions in a minute. Okay, so stay tuned. But what I want to say is at first, you know, this is not the age where kids play imaginative play anymore on their own after the age of five. We're all aware of that. You know, the majority of kids after that age, they feel like they need some type of guided device or a TV or something. They don't know what to do. But there's this space of time. Let me tell you the trick. There's this space of time where when you first tell your child to go outside, where they're going to moan and, and groan and all that stuff. But then if you leave them out there and you continuously refuse to let them go back on a device, no matter how much they beg. And I've watched this with parents. They just give in don't give in. Um, there's nothing to do, but if you don't give in, you let them stay a while, their creative side will kick in and they automatically begin to engage in imaginative play. But the trick is not giving in. So try it out. Just try it out. Um, and I want us to move out of these, um, 
these patterns we've created for ourselves and just giving into the kids and giving them devices because we can't handle how stressful, you know, the situation is. We have to, as adults, you know, be a bit more in control of ourselves and our emotions and the way we handle them. Okay, number three, um, it's not a good idea to use the devices as babysitters, guys, all right? So we have to somehow unattach ourselves from this unconscious thing that we're doing, which is I need time to myself. Now, back in the day, there were no devices, right? You'd have to ask a relative or somebody else. So my suggestion is stop trying to treat it as a babysitter. We don't think about it. Like I never say, oh yeah, today I'm going to babysit my kid on the TV. Nobody says that. Okay. And I don't either. But what I mean is unconsciously, we're using it as an occupier of their time and attention. So we need to move away from that and instead say, what can I fill their time with instead that is going to give them more valuable experiences. So what I did just recently, because I knew COVID was coming, I knew school was coming up. I have a, a list that I brainstormed with my children called free time ideas. I literally sat there and I was like, hey, and my, at first my son's like, I have no ideas. I have nothing. And I'm like, honey, you're not thinking too hard. So I was like, if you had 30 minutes to yourself, what could you do? He's like, I don't know. I don't have any toys. Mind you, he has toys. He's just, you know, this is the natural thing. We're negative creatures. All of us is from child to adult. So, you know, he's like, Oh, wait a minute. He's like, I do have a scooter outside. I could probably go ride it. I'm like, awesome. Wrote that down on his list. He's like, I do um, have some Legos upstairs that I don't play with so much. I probably could take the box out and keep it somewhere I could reach it. And I could, you know, did I, I go, awesome. I go, didn't grandma give you those pencils and the, the coloring thing? And you can, oh yeah, I could totally do that. Hey, don't you have that, you know, like we sat there and we brainstormed about 15 things. And then what happened was the other day, my son's like, I'm bored. What can I do? And I was like, we're not doing devices he's like are you sure he knows the time limit but you know kids still try to push so I said go to our free time idea list and see what you can find and he's like okay so I have it up on the wall and he went and he looked on the list and guess what he found a ton of things to do and then he went off and kept himself busy so it might require you to have a conversation or a setup with them but honestly it is worth it it's worth it because otherwise you're just gonna every day have to have that whining conversation. So we do that instead. That's what we do in our house. Number four, ensure your child has adequate sleep. Um, children often, um, you know, lose sleep because they're staying up late on devices and things like that. So one advice I want to give parents is, is kids are also super cranky when the first thing they do in their day is go to the TV. And the last thing they're doing is they're playing on a device and going to bed. It's really going to ruin their sleep. There's actually something called blue light that emits from these devices and actually cause insomnia for adults and children. So we have to be really, really conscious of how the devices are affecting their sleep. And you know kids when they don't have proper sleep they're super moody so what i want to say is there is a deep connection between the devices and our children's sleep so tip number four is just to be aware of that and just make sure that we are considering whether or not it's affecting their sleep all right so the last two things in terms of creating boundaries and just a different vibe in the house regarding the devices i'll just go back and i'll rewind to the first um couple i said the first one is you gotta set time limits um by the way for my son um he is almost nine now he's only allowed to have 45 minutes of ipad time a day and i he knows every day that he cannot have that ipad before 3 30 so that is a very specific thing that i tell him because it doesn't make 
make him whine all day for when he's going to have it. He knows before then he needs to keep himself busy at that particular day. And, and by the way, it's a luxury. We treat it as a luxury. If that particular day he's struggling with his behavior or he's not kind to a sibling or things like that, he knows there is a risk that he will lose that because it is a privilege afforded to him for having, you know, being a responsible adult with good be excuse me, a responsible child with good behavior. And that's what we we tell him. These things are luxuries. And when you treat them as luxuries, it doesn't become like an everyday habit and they become special. I think we have to bring back the idea that devices are special to be used sometimes. And so that's what we do. So yeah, set set the time for the devices. Um, encourage outside play, guys. Kids need to connect with nature. And when they connect with nature, they connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's that tadabbar, that time, that quiet time to hear their thoughts. This, they, they hear the birds, appreciate what's around them, connect with it. It's really, really important. Number three, um, undoing this idea of our children as babysitters and refilling that time instead with some hands-on things. If you want to go on, I went on Amazon recently and I purchased all types of puzzles, like puzzles that were just like think puzzles, like challenges. And I make challenges between the kids, right? Like, and I put a timer, let's see who could complete the puzzle first. It's a challenge. You just make anything into a game or a challenge. And kids think it's like very, very fun. That's just, the, that's a teacher in me. I always did that. So, um, Lastly, I talked about sleep and how the devices can really fix sleep. Sleep can make them crabby and cranky. And so make sure that you notice those connections. Okay, last two. I do have a rule no matter, even I've had teenagers as well. So if you're a parent with teenagers, this is one I will say to you. Um, there's two places and things. There's actually, there's actually places in the house where devices are not allowed or not allowed at certain times or sometimes, actually, no, they're not allowed ever. <laughs> one is in the bedroom. And two is at the dinner table because um, actually we eat on the floor. I know that sounds crazy, but we eat, we, we eat by the sunnah and the sunnah is time to eat on the floor. Rasulullah he often did that. So um, he wasn't like a table guy. So yeah, we have a sufra and we eat on the floor. So for us, it's there are no devices allowed there. That is a, a device-free zone. Our bedrooms are device-free zones. Children should never have devices alone. I'm going to say that again. Children should never have devices alone, especially if they're teenagers, because you know, and I know that the entire world is in the palm of their hand, right? They could unintentionally, it's not about my kids, a good Muslim. They could unintentionally, I remember one time my daughter was very innocent and she was seven and she Googled toys. And let me tell you, some of the toys that came up were halal toys and some of them were adult toys. And she was like, mommy, what are these? You see, it doesn't matter, guys. These are real responsibilities that we have for our children to ensure their safety and their exposure to things. And the shaitan will always come to them when alone and waswas them. Please do not allow your kids with devices and phones in the bedroom, let alone at night. There are predators all over the internet. Let's take back that responsibility and not pretend it's not happening or possible, okay? It has nothing to do with your trust for your child. There are many people on the internet that should not be trusted with our child. It has to do with that more, okay? Um, number six, um, so, oh, sorry. So, yeah, the, the, there are certain places. And so, um, yeah, just bedroom and food out for connecting with family. I would, I would just really, really create boundaries if you could around that. Lastly, um, you know, just really, really consider observing your child 
and how the devices are affecting them and their learning. Just observe your child, observe their moods. We're not reflective enough on how these devices are part of our life. I encourage you to actually take a notepad one day and write down how many hours your child ends up on TV and ends up on devices. We don't realize how long their little bodies are sitting in front of these things. Time flies. We get a phone call. We're making dinner. We're running around. Some kids are on the, the, the TV for five, six hours, guys. That is incredible. It's like almost a day of school. And what are they watching? You have to be really careful, guys. Things like Netflix, and I was just discussing this with my husband the other day. It's so hard they want to watch these shows but guys as soon as the kids are like eight years and up there's always some type of you know oh i like her she likes me and they start from a very young age with our children to teach them to be very sexualized and we have to be really conscious of what our children are watching and i'm not talking about extreme violence and extreme um you know scenes in a movie or in a show no guys it is so much more subtle now so much more subtle. Let's just be more observant and more aware. And that's my huge tip that will actually go a long way. But yeah, create those boundaries and show the children lastly in that same way that you have boundaries with devices. Don't always be staring at the phone. They will think this is the normal life. They will be raised from zero to 20 thinking they should have their head looking down at a device the majority of their day. Let's be really conscious to not do that in front of them. Let's create times where we're connecting and we're making eye contact and we're getting down on our knee like Rasulullah did and we're really, really paying attention to our children and we're letting them know that they're important because when they see our eyes on the device as opposed to them, it really affects their self-esteem. If you go back into one of my podcasts, I have a YouTube video on it as well, um, like about if we're de destroying our children's self-esteem, devices are very much a part of that, guys. And when you have low self-esteem in a child, it affects them for the rest of their life and their lifelong happiness and functionality in, in a healthy and emotional, psychological way. It is deeper than we realize these little decisions we make to throw them on a device for hours at a time every day and, and, and just to be paying attention to our devices and not them and not making this human connection in developmental stages that are critical. All right. I hope this is so helpful for you guys. Don't forget, we are coming up this week with amazing hacks on organization, on um, minimalism, how to clean and clear your house out. I know things can get crazy. I look at it like this, the less I have to clean, I mean, the less I have, the less I have to clean. So that is what I'm looking forward to. And I have just been going through all my stuff and I'm like, no, just donate it, donate it. You, you haven't used it, don't even think about it. Keep it moving. So working on those things. And don't forget, if you would love more support with any of these things, we cover all these topics, love, parenting, life hacks, all that stuff. And homeschooling, especially right now, um, if you are struggling with doing that stuff alone, don't forget, you can always join Thrive Muslima. The link is below. Thank you, guys. I will talk to you again on Friday. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.